0: This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. This is Lauren Lester, the voice of Robin and Nightwing. And you're listening to the DCAU Review. Hosted by Cal and Liam. Streaming at DCAUreview.com. And on your favorite podcast app. Gotham City is out of control. An entire city, city screaming in fear. Super villains walk the streets, prey on the innocent. They will learn the true nature of power. The police are powerless. A creature prowls this urban wasteland This that. He moves in darkness. For some he is a rumor, a name whispered in the corridors of the underworld waiting for the chance to strike. Let every criminal know the acid taste of fear. You're crazy back. Back. Gotham has forgotten what justice means. The dark night. Here to remind them.
1: Batman. Good guys wear black. Welcome everybody to episode 230 of the DCAU review. I am one of your two hosts, Cal, with me, my good friend, good brother, the man that runs our Twitter page. That's right. It's Liam. Liam! Man, after a just an incredible episode last week we we are the hits keep on coming here as we are once again celebrating the 30th anniversary and really, kind of the five-year anniversary of this podcast is mm-hmm. we are uh, we are kind of looking back at uh, at some of the greatest hits, the Batman: The Animated Series greatest hits, some of those episodes that we uh, we reviewed almost five years ago at this point, uh, but with a little bit of a twist, and and uh, we are, we have another fun one, uh, a somewhat legendary one again today, and uh, yet another special guest correspondent. That's right, Cal. Uh, very exciting for us, especially because we are today we are completing the Watchtower Database Infinity Gauntlet for our <laughs> for guest spots here. We've had James on. I mean, we're tired of James at this point. We've had him on like 15 <laughs> times. We've had Maddie on before. And now finally, we have the great Ted Kendrick from Watchtower Database joining us as our special guest correspondent to talk about this famous episode, The Last Laugh, as we give it a second look and and Ted is along for the ride to give us his thought as well. So welcome, Ted, and thanks for joining us.
2: Hey, thank you, Cal and Liam. I am happy to be here. I I recall, I think the only other time we've really like interacted on the YouTube world was when we did the 24-hour live stream and we came up with the top Five DCAU episodes in, in like such a chaotic way. Because it it really was, was, it was, it was like not really the most judicious way of coming up with the <laughs> top five episodes, but we came up with them. We yeah. came up with them. Pretty
1: list. sure Tim talk is still mad about us for. <laughs> voting out, uh, what was the episode that we voted? Yeah, I'm trying
2: out. to remember the order.
1: Uh, over the edge yeah we
2: voted out over the edge oh no
1: Chris was really for uh, it's
2: so hard yeah I mean that's such a good episode but (laughs) last laugh we did not include it it didn't this (laughs) (laughs) come
1: anywhere close to the top five uh, DCAU episodes Uh, but that is a that is a fun uh, fun panel that we had and I know you Mm. uh, you guys still have that it's actually available on uh, I believe on the pod tower so you can check that out so
2: it's somewhere uh, out there
1: somewhere yeah. out there in youtube land absolutely but uh yes we do have uh we have a re-review or a uh, review of uh a special a, edition special the, edition the george lucas 1997 <laughs> special edition version that's right of the of the last laugh which we will get into here we will uh we will let ted he will be our official scorer this week his scores really? are the only ones that really count because we are not revising our scores uh, from our original score we will talk about the original scores of course that we we laid down and really talk about whether or not uh, do we agree with ourselves that's Mm -hmm. do five years later do we agree (laughs) with the the thoughts and choices that we made uh, so often I disagree with the choices that I made five years ago, but you know that's I'm not talking
2: about scores. You know, we're talking about right about, <laughs> about so, life. Right, I'm talking about just uh,
1: life in general.
2: Five years ago, oh, yeah. Oh, but
1: here we are, and we're going to take a look at this. Before we do, we're going to get into uh, James's favorite part of the episode, actually, <laughs> which is we're going to talk about the official IMDb synopsis Ooh. for this week's episode, which is actually brought to you by the pod tower that's right head over to youtube.com slash the pod tower and you can get our entire catalog of episodes including episode four in which we originally reviewed the last laugh and uh, as well as the rest of our catalog as well as some amazing content from tim talk and
2: the watchtower data buds so you can check that mm-hmm. out
1: youtube.com slash the
2: pod tower but do those video game live streams on there i just started playing through batman rise of sinzu that's Ooh, cool. I'm going through this Nightwing.
1: That is a repetitive <laughs>
2: game. Yes. Yes. And I I beat the Scarecrow this afternoon, and he was hard. Yeah. So you have to wade through the gas.
1: Oh yeah. I never. <laughs> anyway. I never remember. I remember. I never figured out like what the tell was supposed to be for which. Emotion. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> oh, just- i beat him i don't know so you find him <laughs> yeah it was a search it took me half an hour i think <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Very good. good.
1: that will bring us to our official imdb synopsis as cal said for the last laugh which was written by carl swenson directed by friend of the show kevin altairi with music by shirley walker and animation by our favorite cal akum production company oh uh, mm-hmm. the infamous uh, production infamous
2: company. yeah i know
1: with the animation duties here today, and we'll certainly talk about that in visuals and get heads mm-hmm. on that in a minute here. But the IMDb synopsis reads as such The Joker's plot to send all of Gotham into. Hang on. <laughs> I don't feel like this is a sentence. The Joker's <laughs> plot to send all of Gotham into insanity with Joker gas from a garbage scale leads to a battle on the water. <laughs> <laughs> that's well, not wrong i mean yeah they're not it was, it's accurate uh garbage scowl good word mm-hmm. yeah battle yes. in the water uh technically i mean yeah. that's most of the episode yeah that is that is true <laughs> was, uh, mm-hmm. a here. yes that's true so we uh we open things up and uh well, we see a, uh, a gentleman that is driving over the Gotham Bridge, and as he is g- driving over the Gotham Bridge with his window rolled down, we notice that he appears to be some sort of armored courier of some kind. And he—he uh, he smells an unpleasant smell. He—he <laughs> he smells something that uh, does not smell too great. As we see a garbage trowel uh, floating on the Gotham Harbor, and it's—it's—it's uh, it's, it's apparently spreading its nauseous gas all over Gotham. Dusty. <laughs> odor is, is is not uh is not just smell bad but also has some nasty side effects as it leads to uncontrollable laughter of course so mm-hmm. uh this this man uh, somewhat loses control of his body and uh as the gotham bridge is uh, going up as the scowl is rolling past uh he doesn't stop he runs right through <laughs> our little uh our little toll lane stoppage place there and uh the the, uh, the, the the car goes up and over the bridge, plunging into the water. Not before, I, I don't know how, but the driver falls out <laughs> of the, manages to fall out of the uh, the seat, just so he's not killed. In
2: the yeah, way. you can't kill him off. I mean, he's he's an uncredited Bob Hastings. He's Commissioner <laughs> Gordon. <laughs> Precisely.
1: You can't let that guy die. There's no, and there's no death allowed in this cartoon. So That's the easiest right. way to do a stay alive. Except for later correct correct yeah it's <laughs> true uh a little foreshadowing there we get uh we get the 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 armored car plunging into the harbor and then uh we get we get more uncontrollable laughter as we notice that uh some of the men painting the bridge are also uh laughing uncontrollably we then cut to bruce wayne who is uh I guess shaving. It's a very mm-hmm. strange scene. He's shaving himself. He cuts himself, uh, and then we learn, of course, that this whole episode takes place on April the first. It's April Fool's mm-hmm. Day, and the way Time we learn that, yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The way that we learn that is that uh, Alfred plays a little little joke on Batman as he uh, play, does a little word play and he draws Bruce a bath as he's prepared to uh, to get clean, mm-hmm. but unfortunately. Uh, he literally drew a bath And, and Bruce isn't, isn't uh, too amused with this so.
0: Rough night of crime fighting, sir Very Well, you'll be happy to know I've drawn you a bath Whenever you're ready What's the deal, Alfred? I said I drew you a bath, sir April Fool's Very funny, Alfred I guess I'll just take a shower Not a funny bone in his entire body. Alfred, hit the radio, would you? Right away, sir. Traffic is at a standstill on the Gotham Expressway where a trailer full of eggs is overturned. This just in: The Gotham police are investigating a series of near-fatal accidents along the riverfront. Initial reports indicate that hundreds of Gothamites have inexplicably begun acting like total laughing fools. More details as they become available. Sounds like a rather dirty
2: April Fool's prank. Sounds like the Joker. He did it in a way that Acom can only do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is true. Uh, Bruce Bruce then jumps into the shower and uh, flips on the radio. Well, he has Alfred flip on the radio as punishment, I guess. And his, uh, his but...
2: face looks so sad and disturbed in the shower too, it, as as he's like framed in the kind of bottom right there with the water pouring in. He looks. It's but what are the know, saddest Bruce
1: Wayne is truly vulnerable <laughs> to <him>. yes yeah <laughs> he is when he's in the shower <laughs> and nobody can
2: see him yeah and then he'll reach for the towel and Amanda Waller will be standing right, <laughs> right. there and
1: uh... <laughs> uh yeah that that's a good that's a good callback i like that uh or flash forward whichever uh, but as 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 bruce gets out of the shower he hears that uh not only has there been a a rash of crashes automobile crashes down by the gotham harbor but the man on the radio begins to laugh uncontrollably and alfred begins to speculate just as to what could be going on and bruce of course says that it sounds to him like it's the work of the joker that's right. It's,
2: it's a good a guess because he's yeah. met him before in Joker's favor. That's there you go. go. <laughs> right. so at least one time. Or Christmas with the Joker, depending if you count production order before air date. Right. <laughs> Who knows? Right. But this is not the first Joker right. appearance he's either way. Guy.
1: He's met this guy. He knows. He knows he has the thing with gas. Different kinds of right. gas. This time is it's it's the laughing gas. But yes, we see uh we see <laughs> this garbage scowl continue to go through uh, the city of Gotham at that point, and we find out that it's not just. A garbage scow, it's a submarine <laughs> using a garbage scow which is covered yeah. in Joker gas. As and a, the submarine has a, a smile, that's right. It's that's a, right. <laughs> a
2: personalized
1: Joker submarine. I remember the Joker's always going to be on brand. We specu- yeah, we speculated this on, when we reviewed it the first time, but you know how in Joker's Millions, the Joker is broke, like flat out broke later on. We speculated that maybe because he invested so much money in this superfluous stuff that he decided to brand with his smile. For instance, yeah. a smiling submarine attached to a garbage scowl. That's got to cost, what, $10 million at least? like.
2: <laughs> come on the world's finest made it a lot easier when he could just steal it from Luthor, who had already designed it like precisely. a smile precisely you know?
1: yeah exactly
2: it was what he had to do eventually <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah we see the joker on the loose as uh, as he he, they, he and his henchmen's uh First, they uh, using some some deep sea diving equipment that probably costs some money too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. they, they oh, yeah. find the uh, the sunken armored car from earlier in the episode. And uh, they begin to loot that as uh, as we as we hear that Gotham is kind of just falling apart. We see uh, Summer Gleason reporting from the stock market yeah. <laughs> wearing a gas mask.
2: Yeah. The <laughs> Gotham I think they put that girl through. Market this
1: is one of those things when we had kevin altieri on the show we asked him because that uh he was on for off balance where they're at like the weird uh statue of liberty yeah uh yeah. location and we we're like so is this just new york <laughs> is this or is there just another city in the fictional united states in yeah you that's exactly like new york and has a stock exchange and a statue of liberty uh-huh. new york? <laughs> he, he was non-committal in his answers if memory serves <laughs>
2: I think there's some evidence on screen the place got them in New York state mm-hmm. but maybe slightly next to New York I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Northeast
1: geograph- geography, yeah.
2: That's right. Somewhere up there.
1: That's right, but we uh, we continue to hear the uh, the Joker uh, as he's just and we'll get into this certainly probably more in voice acting later but he's just a quip machine and he keeps looking directly into the camera like it's like it's a looney tunes or something Mm -hmm. to to deliver his quips (laughs) he talks about the laugh the only stocks going up today are the laughing stocks
2: Uh, what a good one who says crime doesn't pay what i call a sidewalk sale (laughs) he's on his a-game that's right he's
1: he's firing they're coming quick on on this one he's just a free line it
2: seems it's his day april fools you know it's like (laughs) it's like the joker's christmas if we didn't have another episode about that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, uh,
1: precisely yes uh so so with this we get our uh we we get them looting and batman showing up he takes the bat boat you know yeah he thought ahead here
2: first appearance ever of the gotham, bat boat
1: right? Go- gotham harbor the uh the Batboat equipped with lasers of yes. course <laughs> you have to have lasers on got your, to you know <laughs> you, you never know when you might need them yeah, mm-hmm. more foreshadowing foreshad-
2: here and, and i don't <laughs> know how he could control them like he did when he needed them <laughs> yeah, we'll talk right. about that when we get there i guess need real
1: precise aim for uh, i hope so <laughs> yes <laughs> but uh yeah so we we get our first little scuffle here between batman and uh as he lands on the garbage scowl he uh mm. he does another very like looney tunes three stooges bit where as mm. the joker is looking out through the periscope he punches the periscope and it vibrates <laughs> yeah. enough to to hurt the joker uh so as he's landed on this garbage scowl
2: (laughs) real quick am i making this up or did they do something similar in the the batman 66 movie with adam west like i know there's a submarine with a periscope i don't remember if batman actually like punches the periscope but
1: i don't know if he punches there's definitely something like involving it's been a while it's
2: not a little too similar that's yes
1: right. yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of adam west dna in this episode especially yeah as we'll get into voice acting and, and a lot of the lines that they they wrote for this but yeah they uh so batman hits the periscope knocks the joker down and then uh we we get them headed to the surface uh, for this initial scuffle here uh the mm-hmm. joker's two henchmen and uh they they begin a, a a bit of a fight on this scowl against batman and uh he's he's kind of quickly uh quickly overmatched here by yeah. by these uh by these fellas well, well by one of the one of his say, we, we one of them's to-
2: really strong that's right yeah <laughs> like captain Chek-Wall. clown
1: yeah Chekhov's mm-hmm. captain clown because we see him piloting fake piloting the garbage scowl <laughs> while it's actually yeah pilot by the submarine but he hasn't done anything he doesn't I don't, does he does he go off when they're like looting the stock market area i don't think he goes with yeah, that
2: he's been on the um the barge the whole time he's just right. driving it he's charging that's, yeah. he's
1: charging that's like a charging station mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> it might be that's yeah. it. <laughs> it's funny it. to think about captain clown as sort of like a proto harley quinn like this is obviously before Harley. This mm-hmm. is Joker's other, I don't know, main, main <laughs> psychic.
1: Yep. I love that idea. It was yeah.
2: it was the robot woman from Mask the Phantasm with a knife and then uh-huh. Captain Clown. Uh-huh. Yep. yeah
1: yep. Is that is Captain Clown the son of <laughs> Joker? We,
2: who right. knows? <laughs> We we do not know enough about Captain Clown's backstory. That's right. That's <laughs> like, story. did Carl Rosen build him like right. before Hardak or something? Right. That's all good, I don't all know.
1: But yes, as we see here in this initial uh, <laughs> this initial fight, Batman is very quickly overmatched. He tries to uh, attack him in the traditional way, and. Uh, again very very sort of wacky and slapstick uh, Captain Clock mm-hmm. picks him up and spins him faster than any human man could, uh, <laughs> yeah. could spin another uh,
2: and,
1: uh... look who's come to trash the
0: place a fitting setting for you Joker Ooh, I just love to get down and dirty okay boys it's playtime <laughs> it's about time. What are we waiting for? <laughs> Batman. you're a real party pooper. Why don't you take your mask off and have a few laughs? Cut the clown, in the <laughs> Joker.
2: Get in. Isn't it's a Looney tunes place? like Tasmanian Devil whirlwind. Yep, absolutely.
1: <laughs> Correct. and uh, and that leads to a uh the, the death trap of the episode for batman mm-hmm. as he is locked into a trash can they don't just pull the gas mask off and let him yeah. uh, go it's into
2: not the- even like it's like a biohazard like clamp <laughs> trash can it's like <laughs> correct
1: yep you're gonna melt you're gonna if you need hydrochloric acid in this little yes here, yep that's exactly what this trash can's for that's right so uh, <laughs> we put him in there and and the joker uh, is uh quick to to start just stabbing it as he claims he's putting air holes but of course that's actually so that the can will sink as uh, as the captain heaves it into the water gives it the old he heave ho yeah as, mm-hmm. uh, as joker says and it seems as though uh, our villains have won as batman begins to sink down to the uh, to the bottom of the very we'll talk about this in visuals to the very dirty yeah looking gotham gotham harbour here That's it's
2: gross down there
1: brown and green and yellow and yep as he as he sinks to the bottom as uh, as ted sort of alluded to we have the the re-emergence of the bat boat we see some mm-hmm. blinking lights on the uh on on the utility belt to indicate that uh, he can remote control it and then he he gets it in position and has as ted mentioned some pinpoint aim <laughs> and yes. to use the bat boat's laser cannons to uh, to slice off just enough of the trash can that he can he can avoid
2: his shoulder (laughs) (laughs) but not
1: so much the hole through his eye (laughs)
2: yes
1: (laughs) oh yep but that uh but that leaves uh to batman re-emerging at the top of the at the surface and and he's sort of re uh reinvigorated ready for this uh this big final confrontation as, uh, as the joker and, and his henchmen are uh, unaware that Batman is, is coming for them now he yeah he mm. uh, he docks his boat uh, he docks his boat uh, to the garbage scowl, I guess at that point. is that where he docks the boat to the garbage scowl, <laughs> or is that before where captain clown disengages it I can't remember I think I don't know the Batboat's just I think I don't think we see you don't see the around. Batboat around right. so, yeah. so somehow Batman gets gets somehow he survived somehow he boat? gets somehow he gets back to the garbage scowl where they are they are applying a fresh coat of nauseous gas laughing mm-hmm. gas to the to the garbage and uh, he, he interrupts them with a uh, a well placed throwing star the bat throwing that's star that's right we well, get sure it can. yeah a little whoosh, and, uh, i like the idea of like these auxiliary bat gadgets that we almost never yeah seen. it's mm-hmm. not a
2: battering right
1: not it's sharp it's pointy it's shiny right it's specifically mm-hmm. for like cutting through something so mm-hmm. i guess you can't you can't throw these at guys heads like he right. does with the, with the regular you could yeah. in the adventures of batman and robin video game i will say that you could <laughs> throw them there but uh you know you could not throw them you would not be able to throw them in in, in, uh, in the actual show that's right but batman's really just ready he's had enough at this point uh, as Joker's thugs begin to move the, move towards him, he's just ripping off their masks, exposing them to the to the Joker toxin, <laughs> mm-hmm. which he knows could result in permanent insanity. By the way, <laughs> by the way, I didn't even <laughs> mention <laughs> but, the part yeah. where Alfred. Uh, we forgot the oh, yeah. part where Alfred is affected by this yeah. gas and goes insane uh, as he starts talking back to Bruce. He's finally he's finally had enough of <laughs> Bruce just bossing him around and uh, and scaring him half to death uh, all the time and making him. <laughs> You know, sew up
2: his mm-hmm. wounds and not laughing at his bath drawings. Correct. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alfred, I left the hex key upstairs in the den. Would you bring it down?
2: Oh, go fetch it yourself.
0: Very funny, Alfred. But I've no time to play. Alfred. Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little spring cleaning, sir. <laughs> the gas. <laughs> Ha <laughs> 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 i believe i've contracted a giant case of the giggles <laughs> the exposure to the gas will result in permanent insanity
2: so he's like upstairs in the manor like uh destroying the um the grandfather clock that's usually the entrance to the bat cave but <laughs> I- in this episode Batman like runs out of the side door that like this this bookshelf opens up. <laughs> and it's the only the only other time you see that side entrance um is the Heart of Steel episode Ooh. when Randa Duane uh mm. discovers the Batcave through the little side door, yeah. which interestingly enough Randa Duane is a robot as is Captain Clown, which <sighs> i just spoiled it and they and they're <laughs> dancing together in the in the villains bar in batman and harley quinn it uh, all makes sense oh my God. We'll <laughs> it all comes down to the bookshelf <laughs> now we it all makes sense yep it was
1: it, They wrote this episode with that in mind at the end they and had to eventually had, had to dancing in a bar yep yes <laughs> yes uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, but it is yeah. something that, that you guys bring up, which is that this is pretty high stakes. Like as far as a plot, like a villain plot in this series, like the Joker's gas is just permeating the entire city, including Alfred himself. And if the gas is is in the air for too long, the entire city will go insane.
2: Yeah, That's
1: an awful lot of quipping for <laughs> yes <laughs> a <serious> situation here. <laughs> as we'll uh, we'll get to again probably in voice acting in a little mm-hmm. bit. I'm not sure he's taking this as seriously as he should, considering. Great. Right. Uh, what- well, it's
2: April Fool's, so maybe this isn't lethal laughing gas. I mean, who knows?
1: Maybe it's <laughs> fake lethal laughing gas. Is what you're right. trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we do get our round two of Batman versus Captain Clown. Finally, just yes. when you think he's cornered, Joker, uh, Captain Clown steps in. We knew there had to be a final showdown between these two. And it's uh, Batman once again is is not faring too well at least initially until uh, he sort of evens the odds by uh, get getting on top of a like a what do you call that a trash compactor pretty much yeah he he tricks captain clown into getting on top of this trash compactor beats his robot face off yeah (laughs) uh,
0: thus
1: (laughs) revealing truly that uh, yes finally that he is indeed an android which again Mm -hmm. the joker invested a lot
2: of money in this guy clearly right (laughs) (laughs) or he he's sold or stole a replicant from somebody, you know, <laughs> and gave it a clown aesthetic. Right. He need he <laughs> to
1: have the clown aesthetic put on it. He's yeah. like, all right, I'll steal the body, but I got to go yeah. someplace to for- outfit I, this thing and clown kind of
2: Feel like Captain Clown wasn't really aware he was a clown. Like he's just a killer <laughs> robot, just dressed like a clown. Like he's still killer yeah. robot mode. I <laughs> he doesn't like care about better
1: close. somehow. It's like a Joker idea. Like yeah, would be like a tailor to get like a big and tall sailor suit for this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, the
2: and the robot asks, could care less. He's that's just... right. And
1: all, all you have to do is point the Captain Clown at somebody and just say go kill it, and that's that's his default programming is to kind of frankenstein <laughs> towards it and all this other stuff is just window dressing that he doesn't even realize I that. <laughs> but yes yeah, so, un- unfortunately, so much
2: potential behind captain clown
1: right <laughs> there was Unfortunately, Batman know. assured us that there would he would be uh, one and done except for his appearance later on, his cameo appearance later. His on.
2: unexplained cameo. <laughs>
1: He's yes, his his uh, unexplained resurrection. He's but we see him mm-hmm. killed and put into a little square, little nice little compact.
2: Square. That's right. That's how we know. We saw the body. <laughs> and always shows the body. And Joker just doubled down on it when he was like, you kill Captain Cle-. First in disbelief and then again in other
0: you kill Captain Clown! You kill Captain Clown! Just for that, Batman! Hey, Batman! You sing so bad I can smell you from here! Pew, pew, pew.
1: yeah yeah and and this follows suit with the, what we would see and uh and what we know about this cartoon, which is any chance that the writers got to show brutal deaths with inanimate well, mm-hmm. characters that could be robots ventriloquists, dummies uh you know he, they would do brutal deaths as much as possible with these characters so that they could get away with it so uh <laughs> we get this of course at heart of steel we get robots getting crushed by, mm-hmm. uh, by elevators mm-hmm. and electric. Right. And all that stuff and so yeah lots of brutal deaths here for for robots unfortunately but yeah batman then it's up to batman to chase down the joker and one final uh final uh, chance to get his hands on the joker uh, they meet at the end of where they're burning the garbage mm-hmm. and yeah uh, unfortunately the the little conveyor belt that they're on ends up falling and letting out into this furnace
2: molten lava yeah that's (laughs) where captain clown goes so all right i don't don't know how he comes back for batman and harley Quinn.
1: (laughs) (laughs) and uh so so batman narrowly escapes by swinging on some ropes and landing in some Buckets. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. There's, the, there's. He manages to get off the bucket and get into a, a minor fistichouse in the Joker, much like he does in uh, Christmas with the Joker. Yeah, the mishap where he slips and he <laughs> trips and he falls over this railing. it is Similar, yeah. And uh, Batman must ag- once again spare the Joker's uh, life from being uh, fried. <laughs> so uh, he does so. He think pretends to think about it for a moment, but he <laughs> little does.
2: April Fool's joke. Yeah. Batman's yeah. going.
1: Yeah, yeah yeah he, he, he he's he gotta <laughs> let him gotta let him laugh a little
2: bit about it he's gotta <laughs> go off to himself uh, he's gotta have it, the last laugh that's oh my oh, god uh, that's why that's they the call the it episode that's... <laughs> In my mind man <laughs>
1: We do get a comedic bow put on the episode as
2: well since that's the- right there it is
1: we get uh, we get the we get uh alfred cleaning up the expensive vases that he's been mm-hmm. destroying or caught destroying before and uh batman uh tells him that he he'll forgive him of course he'll just take it out of his paycheck uh for the next several years and which
2: alfred- he does because this was Ephraim zimbalist jr's first role as alfred That's right. <laughs> so every every role Ephraim had to pay out a little bit <laughs>
1: Uh, well i was gonna say well i I mean he's working he's working for alfred five ten years in the future so uh, alfred had to work quite past the time of being able to accept social security at this point that's why he
2: never retired yep yep.
1: he's paying off these (laughs) vases but batman assures him he's just playing an april fool's joke on him and we get our Mm. faint black so yeah uh
2: that's the episode
1: that's the episode uh <laughs> our original scores for this episode uh liam and you and i had the same score which was a five out of ten for our plot um i want to say a lot of it uh, relied on th- this overall silliness of the uh-huh. of the episode it's pretty it's pretty silly um uh, I, I think there's not a ton there's some action not a ton of action mm-hmm. this is early on in this Not a whole lot so, yeah, yeah um so it probably headed to do that ted what what were your thoughts and then you can give us what your your.
2: i gave the plot of four actually oh, yeah. even worse yeah, than the yeah. five <laughs> only uh, because agreed i, I agree there's a little action it's very simple it's very also like kind of campy adam west styles you know like yep just this trashy barge and everyone's laughing it's April fools it's all just very simple it's not very like even though the stakes are high this is like we assume a lethal gas that could potentially destroy the whole city no one's just taking it that seriously (laughs) and so it's I think the combination of all that brings my score down on the plot
1: I I think that's
2: more (laughs) than fair yeah
1: I think I think it would almost if Batman were like the one person taking this seriously Mm Hmm but even he isn't really right he's quipping along (laughs) and making garbage puns and clown puns yeah and and whatever else as well so he's kind of like in on it with the joker and it's like having
2: fun with it
1: right it's (laughs) like meanwhile his his father figure is about to descend into permanent madness or whatever whatever the back computer says that like echoes as he's as he's cradling alfred's head and permanent insanity is setting in and he's and he's there kind of just quipping it up and yeah, I, I think it's I think it's a lot of fun like as far as just like a quirky little thing but it's yeah, it feels like Batman should be the straight man to this in, mm-hmm. the, in the comedy routine and he should be taking everything deadly serious because to me i think that's where a lot of the comedy of a character like batman comes in is these
2: exactly absolute
1: ridiculous people around him but he's kind of playing everything even in something like the adam west series batman himself is always taking everything very very seriously which is where a lot of the comedy comes from Mm -hmm. even
2: though he's dressed like a bat right (laughs) Right. that fact aside right (laughs) it's all it's all very very, serious
1: right it's a very ridiculous uh, scenario of for anyone to be in but he's taking it so deadly serious that that's mm-hmm. you can derive a lot of comedy from that and i feel like that's to just have him kind of quipping along it just it feels more like we're trending towards like the uh, the schumacher batman films yeah like the burger yeah. films mm-hmm. which it, themselves it, were you know could be quite schlocky and campy and in, in a nice way like i like those movies but but it's, yeah it's just like every line in this episode that the Batman and Joker throw at each other is like a joke or a quip or a pun. And it,
2: just... it seems to me like it was just created before the show really found its DNA. Like, mm-hmm. and that this was just a, a super early attempt, you know, to to get it down on paper and a learning experience from it probably.
1: I was going to say, yeah, to your point, I don't believe this particular uh, writer ever uh, Mr. Swenson, Carl Swenson, ever he's not credited on any other episode, so maybe he. Okay, maybe, yeah. Maybe he was in a writer's room or something for longer than than just this one episode, but uh, doesn't seem like this is before. Maybe they had their core of of.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. it could be and Dini and, Yeah, it seems like it might have been a pre-Alan Burnett script or something that they acquired. um I know that there were like freelancers who who wrote spec scripts for the show like early on, and this might have been from that um i don't know
1: yeah leah and, mentioned uh, some of his some of his credits were included like goof troop which oh. <laughs> is a fine cartoon but it's a completely different mindset when you're thinking about writing uh, a children yeah cartoon, um than what we would expect from a batman the animated series so very very well could have been just you're going off of what you've a lot of those those writers knew knew of batman which was the adam west or even you know maybe some of the super friends stuff which was still kind of a takeoff of the adam west stuff right right you know batman quipping as much as he did batman there there was one or two lines that did did seem a little bit like a a michael keaton it could you could have heard michael keaton deliver um but a lot of it a lot of the dialogue written really does make it feel uh, very campy i'll say that and it's just doesn't fit with the tone the overall mm-hmm. episode two also it's just the joker's just gonna loot everything and kill everybody i guess which just doesn't feel that deep of a it's just not that deep of a plot like right you're just gonna kill everybody in gotham and steal all the money oh, right. okay all right
2: <laughs> it must be that time i mean it's, <laughs> it's a little simple for the joker but yeah <laughs> precisely yeah. all right so
1: uh ted gave a lower score than us hey that makes that, that makes my agreeing with myself feel even better because I, I don't think i don't yeah i don't know That's that i would harsh on it. the plot i don't yeah. know that i would move it any lower but i i think that i, I definitely don't disagree with a, a four there because yeah it, four
2: and five are pretty close yeah they're out of ten absolutely
1: all right, well, let's move on to our next category, which is going to be the animation and visuals category. So, uh, as we mentioned at the top, uh, Acom or Acom, depending on your preference, here uh, has legendary status on this podcast because <laughs> uh, we we learned as we went through some of these episodes, uh, especially some of the earlier ones. Man, there's just some of these episodes that things just look so bad, and then yeah. we learned, of course, <laughs> about you know some of the some of the uh, the, the the less than nice things that some of the uh, directors and producers had to say mm-hmm. about this particular animation studio, because there is, uh, there's some interesting stuff in this episode with perspective and yeah, yeah. characters, character model, like being wildly off model, looking different from scene to scene, strange faces, strange proportions. Uh, what did you have? We mentioned uh,
2: Bruce in the shower. That was a really weird moment. Yeah,
1: that was, that was a good one.
2: What, what notes did yeah. you have for
1: animation visuals, Ted?
2: Um, so I gave it a six, which is almost maybe too kind. <laughs> I might have been too harsh <laughs> yeah. on the plot and too kind on the visuals. Um, but uh, because there were, I agree that there were some goofy uh, moments, just it looked a little rough. And again, I attribute that to the same reasons as the plot. Just being like an early episode, there was still... F- Figuring it out, um, acom, I guess, in particular, I don't know the the production order of this episode, but it had to be within the first handful. Um, so, uh, as far as like specific, oh, th- I will give it, I will say something nice about the animation. There's one <laughs> shot. There's one shot I really love, and it's when um the joker's going through the conveyor belt and he's sitting cross-legged and the the lighting just moves by him and like those yeah those like just flickers of slits um yeah that's that shot's just always been i think like a really cool joker moment with with of course his theme song playing in the Mm -hmm. background we'll get to music in a second but but yeah that that shot was really cool um otherwise nothing really stood out as far as animation goes yeah that's fair Yeah. Yeah.
1: Our original score. So to make you feel better, Liam's original score was a six. My original score was a seven. I looking at my score, I think that's a bit generous (laughs) as a seven. I'd probably (laughs) if I had to do it over again, I'd probably take it down closer to a five uh maybe if maybe a four like there are some things that i enjoy you know captain clown the, the character model for Car- captain clown is great i love that yeah i love yeah. uh the the bit that they did once batman beats his face off and you just have the robot head yeah down. that was like, a great static painting and then the like the, whatever mm-hmm. that that the uh, glowy
2: eye glowy thing Eye
1: lights up i thought that was a neat trick um you know yeah there, there is some weird things in here uh, when he takes the one guy's mat the, the one henchman's mask off when Batman's fighting him and he sort of starts succumbing to the to the uh, to the gas he mm-hmm. has this hyper detailed face with all yeah. these nooks and crannies you can see his individual teeth and Liam and I for the life of us we're like he kind of looks like somebody like is this based on is this supposed to look like a, a famous person I don't know what course, the deal maybe. was, or somebody on the production, or somebody team, on the production and... team or something we couldn't huh. figure it out but regardless the yeah. amount of detail in that one shot compared to the detail and everything else in the episode is like this is looks I
2: noticed something kind of similar to that when mm-hmm. um the gas is going through the city, and random people are starting to succumb in the, mm-hmm. the streets. There's yeah. a couple of similar, like kind of too detailed looking faces. Yeah. That, that were definitely jarring.
1: Mm-hmm. Which, if you're going to have it and everybody's that way, okay. But it, clearly, it's not. Yeah. Like, not this series. <laughs> it's not what you're used to so when you get one of those shots it's like whoa that's that's very <laughs> strange yeah mm-hmm. um i i agree with you ted though i think the 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 best sequence is the little conveyor belt bit where they cut back and forth and batman's running on, down the conveyor belt you have the Joker yes. kind of sitting there cross-legged i love that um and uh yeah i i think the shot
2: of the batboat
1: boat on the water is pretty good too the water's animated yeah and all when scenes.
2: you first see it and it's like kind of it's almost like um The Batboat scene in over the edge which is another kind of glory
1: yeah yeah yeah, where the
2: water's going
1: absolutely yeah so those were some those were some nice things uh the rest of it there's a lot of off-model stuff a lot of perspective issues the one Mm -hmm. shot where batman slides down the chute and he jumps off and jumps into the bucket there's like this weird shot where batman's head is like you get the back of batman's head and he like turns around it liam literally was watching it with me and we were like what was that he was like every part of batman's head looked weird in that
2: shot like... uh, that's <laughs> another moment the joker went in head first he did like this little dive move into the shoot oh, but he right. came out feet first so <laughs> so some some somewhere during the pipe he like switched around, and... <laughs> <laughs> Just around. Okay. Uh,
1: yeah i think honestly the joker the inconsistency of the joker model which i think we probably touched on in our original review as well I think Christmas with the Joker is also an, an ACOM episode.
2: I think so. Uh, it's
1: like anytime you see those really dark, like raccoon eyes that mm-hmm. the Joker has in some of these mm-hmm. early episodes, but it's just, he doesn't have them in every shot either. Because I think you could settle into it better if it was consistent. Because we- Yeah. We that a lot on our show where like, a, you know, the Spectrum Batman has the droop of your nose. Right. Pretty consistent throughout the whole episode. So you kind of settle into it if you're watching, you know, if you're watching it. And as long as it's consistent for that one individual episode, you kind of forgive it. And you know, we mm-hmm. always liken it to like, hey, I, you know, I read a comic book drawn by Jason Fabok, and then I read one drawn by Greg Capullo. It's going to look way different, right? Have different styles. So like, that doesn't bother me. But when it's like five different Joker, it feels like five <laughs> different Joker <laughs> models in within the one episode. Then it's, yeah. it's pretty distracting for me.
2: Um, I agree with that for sure.
1: Yeah. So that was, that was kind of my big note other than uh, the stuff we already mentioned. It it also feels like maybe in the later episodes, maybe the storyboard artists and directors were better at idiot proofing Uh some of this stuff, (laughs) (laughs) you know, obviously I don't, I don't think they were aware of like what studio it was going to go to when they were doing that portion of the episode but of like 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 cal said just like the angles on batman and like it's a side profile shot and then he's moving his head all around and it's like in, in the future they probably were like maybe it's better if we just do like a straight on shot so you don't have mm. to do- these weird perspective shots or you know the side of his face or or where you have to see like the bottom of his chin or stuff that we
2: yeah like in christmas the joker has a really jarring bottom of joker's chin as he's like (laughs) laughing up you know what i'm talking about it's really weird and i was kind of looking for that in this one to see if it would happen and it didn't Mm. there's there's still still some
1: unsettling like perspectives that they decided to to go with so yeah it's still early on in the in the show and again uh, we can chalk it up to a a the animation studio but you stick in with your six if you if you had to you i had, might not yeah i
2: might not i kind of want to drop it down a little more You're, now
1: you haven't set it in yet we're yeah. not out of the visuals yeah stage,
2: so, i think yeah. i might drop it down to a five all that's, right that's fair yeah i think because I was, it's still got like beautiful backgrounds yeah, and yeah. like there's still like really attractive animation okay. going on i was gonna say and that's it's still I, batman the main series
1: yes absolutely and that's one of the things i think when cal cal and i were first doing it we would just call this the animation sec- section and then we realized like well that's not really giving this show enough credit if we're only talking about like fluidity of the movement if we're not talking about character designs and background designs and things like that we're kind of you know we're discrediting a lot of incredibly talented people's hard work so right right I think if you talk about the whole visual package like, like i said i really like how dirty and gross gotham looks in this episode like you yeah. really you know, like I said, the water is like brown and yellow and green, and just feels like an awful, just you know, terrible city <laughs> to live in. Like a big, you know, a big major city with a lot of pollution and it's, you know, and its water and and all of that. There's a lot of like cool aesthetic things about Gotham that I think are are really well done, especially by you know the background artists and people mm-hmm. like that who who do a lot of great work, even if the the end result ended up being let down a little bit by the animation team.
2: Yeah. There, there's this one shot where it like kind of pulls back out of the city and goes towards Wayne Manor, mm-hmm. where this little balloon floats by that I I remember thinking like that was a really cool background mm-hmm. shot, mm-hmm. Uh, just for a transitionary thing absolutely yeah, absolutely so yeah you it's a good i think that's a good perspective to uh to, to you know to
1: uh give credit to yes. people and and to not which is why
2: them. it kept so high well, that's why i was like kind right. of more towards the higher end of things it was like right. well it's still batman in my series it's, right you know. there you go absolutely <laughs> Just a not as good enemy didn't episode
1: <laughs> Correct, correct. All right. Correct. All right. Uh, well, let's move on to our next category, which we've uh, we've danced around. Uh, that, no pun intended. A, a couple different oh, times.
2: dance to music. Yes. <laughs> we
1: Talk about our music, and uh, man, this when I think, uh, Ted, I, I don't know about you, but when I think about the episodes of Batman: The Animated Series this is like one or one a of episodes that come up the theme song mm-hmm. that I can like the second that the episode starts, it's like, okay, this is, this, this song plays so much throughout the episode in different, it's yeah. different forms. It, it's almost as if it's his own character in the episode.
2: You mean that sort of like the drumming, like do, 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 Which um, I was reading about this episode on Wikipedia on the DCAU wiki and they they listed and i went to double check and i kind of agree with this that that theme was reused in the superman anime series episode father's day and i listened to oh. a little bit of that soundtrack and in father's day there's the do 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 but they don't do the captain clown bit like i right. i at least in my head i'm like captain clown <clears throat> cap Oh, no, so they' will do that, in that. <laughs> <laughs> i can't uh, hear
1: it yeah. i'm never gonna unhear that as the words being. <laughs> that's
2: the captain clown, clown the captain
1: clown theme <laughs> so good but- uh, man what an incredible piece of music it, like it it just defines the entire episode like i mm-hmm. this i remember this episode from probably the first time that i saw it 30 years ago whatever it was because of the music of this episode and it just Even early on in the the production and the creation Mm -hmm. of the show, it's was setting apart what you would see in animation. And it's like this is the rest of this show, this episode is very forgettable like there's very little about this episode maybe other than captain clown and the draw you a bath line like (laughs) everything else in this episode i could probably forget but this theme song makes me remember this episode and gives me the nostalgic feelings to love this episode even if i don't love the animation Mm -hmm. or even if i don't love the plot
2: the music really carries it and it does such a good job of transitioning between that like episode theme that I just kind of hummed and then like the Joker's classic theme mm-hmm. and then Batman's theme when he comes in it it's just seamlessly weaves in and out of all of it and even at one point I'm pretty sure it's when he's running through the um the uh the molten whatever trash burning place at the end <laughs> of it they're doing the Tim Burton theme for like right. a split second it goes into that yes, and that was a little bit of me May- yeah, maybe the only time that I can't think of another time off the top of my head yeah, where we hear that's funny. They, they touch
1: on it a little bit. They use it just a little bit non-leather Yeah. Which we, okay. Which we which we touched on last week with James because I wouldn't have remembered that either because mm-hmm. I was thinking about that a lot of how even though it's the main theme for the you know, right. show intro, you don't really hear that because it you know, they, use, they use Shirley Walker's theme for mm-hmm. and That even ends up replacing it as the adventures that's right Robin theme later on so it is funny and again in these early episodes when maybe they weren't this is an I think a good example or something that was good about when this was still a little bit more wild west and not necessarily all nailed down as far as the musical style of the show to to just bring that in but uh, to your point I love the musical selection too like when they're on the scow there's like a a jaunty sea tune version of the joker's theme and of the
2: (laughs) that's right (laughs)
1: yeah theme like it's played more on accordion Uh and like lighter strings Mm -hmm. when when they're on the scow and then at the end when they're when they're running on the conveyor belt it's more of the traditional you know you know sharper strings and and horns we would come to expect from from this yeah and
2: and, when he's looting earlier in the episode too when they're running around the town it's it's the dark joker theme um, yes going on then absolutely
1: So the idea that there's like a specific like, see, remember like two years ago when sh- sea shanty things were big on yes. TikTok, <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. it's like there's a sea shanty version of the Joker's that plays a bunch. I want to hear that. <laughs> it's, 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 I uh, mean, I kind of did dude The cover right, was there. Yeah, That's yeah. <laughs> a touch to throw in there, as you know, and and the way it sort of transitions out of that and. Uh you have in that sequence when they're running when batman's running on the conveyor belt and joker's sitting on the the captain clown cube that's right kind of transition you hear the shirley walker theme that goes into a little bit of the the danny elfman tim burton theme and then you see flash to the joker and the joker theme comes in and then it flashes back to batman you go back into the batman theme and yeah the musical transitions i think you touched on ted is it's like so fantastic in this episode yeah
2: Mm -hmm. oh hard yeah so, it saves uh, it, you absolutely. could say.
0: <laughs> it really does. It, right,
1: there's a reason that you uh, that you volunteered for this episode, of, uh, <laughs> and it's, I think the
2: music is a big part of that. Other than I think you're right, and, and I don't because, think I knew that when I volunteered for it, but watching back, I was like, oh yeah, this is a big music <laughs> one. Yeah, it's like flaps as the kids used to say. <laughs> it does. <laughs> So, uh so our, that, i gave it a 10
1: yeah okay, perfect 10 out of 10. Love it. Yep. uh my original score was a 10 out of 10 i ain't changing that either uh mm. liam yours was a 9 out of 10 that sounds like i was just trying to be contrary <laughs> i <laughs> almost did
2: that too i was like no no this is this is a 10 out of 10 music yeah. episode <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, don't, yeah.
1: I don't i don't think, think i think i would give it a 10 now like i think I think it was, uh, yeah, maybe at the time you're you're trying. When we, at, at this point, Cal and I are so far into the to our show that we don't care if we agree on like every category, yeah. Yeah. have the exact same score. But I feel like in those early days, maybe I was like, well, I can't give everything the same score, Cal. Mm-hmm. It, right. So I'll, I'll I'll do one point less. I'll be different because I don't really <laughs> disagree with it. You,
2: you, like you got to save the tens. You can't right. just be giving out tens. Right. That's that, right. That's all over the place. place.
1: Right. As, as Cal <laughs> mentioned, this was our our original review of this was in episode four. So I think that was part it too I was still like calibrating mm-hmm. my sense of what a what a perfect music score pun intended would be mm-hmm. and, <laughs> uh, and I knew we had like the forgotten coming up on the horizon and I uh-huh. knew that one would be a 10 so mm-hmm. I was like well, yeah. can also be a 10 but now it absolutely is like I, I can't i uh, can't disagree with you guys at all perfect. All right. Well, uh, mm-hmm. let's move on to our finals final uh, category of the day, and that is going to be our voice acting. Uh so we have quite uh quite not quite a lot to talk about here. It's a relatively small cast. A couple of fun facts, of course, as we already mentioned at the top with mm-hmm. a new voice actor from Alfred. Uh mm-hmm. we talked about uh hashtag not our Alfred last week <laughs> with uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Revel. That's uh, right. His Joel Alfred last week, and yes. this week is uh the return of ephraim zemblis jr but uh yes pretty small cast liam yeah as uh as ted alluded to for some reason bob hastings is, is in this episode even though <laughs> he's the armored car driver isn't, he was right? uh he was somewhere right. down the hall they were just like hey bob we need you to come in here and do a quick uh quick yeah uh, yeah. Guard voice. you got a security guard voice <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: you got funny. an armored truck driver voice bob cook all right get in the booth <laughs> that's
0: right
1: you so get him uh very briefly and we also have uh marie devon as summer gleason i think her first appearance at least in oh no wait she's in christmas with the joker too and in oh, production yes. order yes production it wouldn't order. be her right. first appearance, but uh but yeah she's she's there briefly and then otherwise yeah, it's, it's very heavily uh focused on our, our two leads of the piece and ted uh, you might be able to speak to this a little bit uh this this uh when mark hamill came into the series it was pretty late in the game and there was another mm-hmm. joker actor that's right already recorded lines for a few episodes and this was one of them correct
2: that's correct and you should talk to james because he might be able to give you a little clip to play right about right here that you i don't know maybe i'd like to hear it too if something like that exists (laughs) (laughs) Surprise! surprise maybe is it
0: here batman hey batman Looks like Captain Clown is really getting attached to you! You killed Captain Clown! You killed Captain Clown! Just for that, Batman. Hey, Batman! You stink so bad, I can smell you
2: from here! <laughs> pew. <laughs> pew! Pew, pew, pew! <laughs> Justice is served hot! Batman,
0: you're gonna melt just like a grilled cheese sandwich. Service, with a smile. Oh, that's a joke, right? Batman finally told a joke. Oh. <laughs> Batman, you wouldn't let me fry, would you? Batman.
2: I don't know. Was that cool? Yeah, was <laughs> Did we that. just hear something cool? Um, I also was under the impression for some reason for years that Tim Curry was the voice of Captain Clown in some capacity for this episode. Oh, he yeah. doesn't talk. He doesn't say a single word. Mm-hmm. There's no voice of Captain Clown in this episode. So Do I don't know beard. why. Where where beard were beard. my wires crossed?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Um. Hearing that. Hearing that clip though, which. It's, if it's wildly different. It would be wildly different to imagine the. Jo- it just sounded, it's just not the Joker. Like it's.
2: Yeah.
1: It's, it's hard to like think. Like, <laughs> could I go into this thinking with a clear mind? Like, okay, this would be a good Joker. But I think even the variations that we've heard after it, whether it's in The Batman or um brave in the bold or some Mm -hmm. of the other joker voices that we've heard uh performances of the joker it's just it doesn't it doesn't feel like it belongs in this
2: yeah i guess it's because mark hamill's voice like really influenced everybody who came afterwards and without that precedent you know like i mean tim curry definitely went into it without any influence from right. michael voice cuz he was not in the cast and and um there's there's a couple of rumors i think about why tim curry didn't take the role but i'm pretty certain the truth is because he had bronchitis at the time of production wow i don't know if that's <laughs> 100 percent sure
1: which can you imagine can you imagine like bronchitis d- defined the joker for a gen- uh-huh. for, for multiple generations <laughs> maybe gave, he had bronchitis in that recording i don't know right very possible uh <laughs> imagine imagine though it gave mark hamill i mean mark hamill already had an incredible career but for all intents and purposes right. he's, career with star wars sort of ended in 1983 and nothing happened until they re-released the films in 1997 again and they became popular for our generation mm-hmm. but had a very long dead spot for him and his career so added another layer to his his career in fandom
2: and aside from the trickster and the flash show oh it's right oh, <laughs> how, how could i
1: forget how could, how could
2: forget you forget that one live action trickster <laughs>
1: Yes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this this episode, uh, you do have a lot of a lot of Joker lines that uh, I, I guess Mark Hamill must have gone in and re-recorded, which mm-hmm. leads to a little bit. It doesn't quite sound like the Joker that we get later on in the in, in a couple of the other episodes. I know some of it may have been him having to mimic or or changes uh, the way that he spoke in his inflection to match the match the animation. So they didn't have to change it's the anim- possible. Mm -hmm, Um, so there's a it's a little bit more I feel like it's a little bit more whiny than we were used to later on you don't get the the highs and lows of the voices that uh, Mm -hmm. he would go the sort of the range that he would he would do but it's still there's still some some quite memorable lines including uh maybe maybe the greatest range that we see is when he says you killed captain clown yes yes an iconic huge range an iconic line from the series too yes (laughs) if you don't remember anything else from this you you'll have to remember you killed captain clown
2: one of the few times batman broke his rule (laughs) <laughs> indeed, indeed he also had a line he says uh joker says to captain clown he says well captain this could be the start of a beautiful friendship which is a casablanca that's reference. right so good i never knew batman could sing so low well captain this could be the start of a beautiful friendship
1: <laughs> yeah there is there is some some good well-written rhyme uh line um, I think on the flip side of that, Kevin Conroy, I, again, I don't know if this is early on direction. You're st- he's still finding the balance. Um, you get strictly the, the Batman voice for the duration of it, even as Bruce mm-hmm. Wayne, but he's with Alfred. So he doesn't have to put on the fake Bruce Wayne voice, but uh, it's very quippy. He had a lot of quips written for him and, and his lines, as I mentioned, I think the one line is uh, after he survives the, uh, the attempted drowning and he comes to surface uh, he says you want to. He's something threatening that he's quipping to the you Joker. Play dirty, I believe. Yes,
2: the, it's that's right. Yeah,
1: it's it's like I looked at Liam. I was like, oh, that was a that was a Keaton line. Like that's <laughs> that sound like you want to get nuts. Like it's It's, that's that right. li- it's essentially that line. And it's delivered that way. So uh, some of it, I think Kevin Conroy suffered a little bit from the poor material he was given here. But uh, I didn't think it was necessarily his, his best performance. He has far better performances later on in the series. Um, I, I gave uh, originally gave the, the voice score a 6 out of 10. Liam, you gave it a seven out of ten. I think I'd stick with my with my six out of ten. The Joker is good enough, I think, to to warrant that much of a score. But I know there's better better episodes, better performances ahead for both of the characters uh, long term. Uh, yeah, 10. Ted, what about you?
2: I'm gonna give it a six out of ten as well. Um, for the same reason, it's not not perfect by any means. Yeah. Um, the dialogue, like I know the dialogue is not any any um the voice actors don't have any sure. control over that necessarily, but like Mark Hamill is definitely the, like the voice actor in the show. Like Kevin Conroy's just doesn't have a lot to do. So,
1: right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And sometimes that's just a va- like, there's sometimes where the material lets the actors down and it's just like, it's not that they gave bad performances. It was just, there was nothing that was there to like, Oh yeah, that was incredible. Or there was a, there was opportunity for them to give a great performance. It's just,
2: Eh, yeah, really let him down. Liam, That's how it goes sometimes.
1: Yeah, I think I I would stick with my my seven out of ten. I I do think there might be something to like I said because we know Mark Hamill came in so late. It does feel like he's mimicking a cadence that was already sort of established by the previous actor and by the uh, by the by the already finished animation, perhaps that that he kind of had to mimic more than when he was able to kind of stretch his legs and, and figure things out for himself so I think it, there's still some great lines the, the you wouldn't let me fry to me even though that's not as iconic as you killed Captain Clown that might be my uh, my actual favorite <laughs> line yeah. of this whole episode is you wouldn't let me fry would you
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> Fry, would you, Batman?
2: I always kind of like roll my eyes at that one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like, like there's like a genuine like vulnerability in that. Lock. Yeah.
2: he might let him die he killed captain clown earlier
1: (laughs) good point (laughs) he's concerned worried that batman uh, has turned over a murderous new leaf here yeah (laughs) but uh yeah it's it's very like yeah a lot of it's very hokey and silly like we talked about yeah i think i think kevin conroy in these early like first five or ten production order episodes he always batman always sounds like he has a cold to me which is so funny because then mm. they do and uh, maybe when, he had bronchitis right
0: <laughs> maybe <laughs> you
1: talk about it uh, i mean heart of ice right like there's a whole plot point of him having a cold in that episode that's right, <laughs> but I, like, that's I, right. I, was, I was like he sounds exactly the same in that episode to me as he does in like, their first 13 or whatever where it's just it's very it sounds it's a little bit more nasally and i don't know if he's mm-hmm. more trying to like put on a more of a rasp to the voice or just add something there that is maybe cleaned up as he got more into the role.
2: Yeah. And maybe more as the scripts got more detailed too, and kind of gave him that range for the character. That's that's that might've been part of it.
1: And I I think we, we mentioned this with, uh, with James uh, last week, but there's, you know, there's the famous story that I think he and Mark Hamill both tell about being in the recording booth and seeing like a clip of on leather wings or one of the early episodes and being just so in awe of what, mm-hmm. what this finished product looked like and sounded like maybe that also then informed yeah how, how they went about, you know, their, their process for recording after these, these first few, where they're just kind of, they're going into a booth and saying the lines mm-hmm. that are on the paper and, and seeing what, and then they
2: realize, Oh, we're making something special. Right. Yeah. Uh,
1: so yeah. I think maybe that could also be part of it because this is so early on, and I think it's I think it's four or five in the production order. So it's it's very I know it's on that first the adventure begins DVD release that had the first five or That's six right. on it. Yeah, so, yeah. So it's it's I know it's very early on in the series. So uh, yeah, it's it, I, you can definitely feel both him and Hamill sort of finding their footing, and also I maybe I give it a seven just because I'm so happy to have Ephraim Zemblis as alpha again after <laughs> me too. having to return to the the dark ages of five five <laughs> rebels performance last <laughs>
2: week. So,
1: uh, i think maybe that bumps uh, it up one point for me there you go all right I agree well with uh, that. <laughs> it's totaling up our scores here at the end uh liam i originally gave it a 29 out of 40 you gave it a 27 out of 40 so obviously we changed a couple of uh, what we would have changed a couple of our scores so there would have been a little little lower uh at least by a point or two ted you got your total
2: Mine's twenty-five, there so you go. lower by a point or two. There you go. Mm-hmm.
1: So I, I think I think Ted's score truly reflects how we feel about this episode. So yes. I think you're bring, right. Yeah, bringing in bringing in a ringer here <laughs> I think was the, the best choice for this week's absolutely. episode. Happy um, to help. Absolutely. <laughs> Now, Ted, we also, at the very end, talk about rewatchability. So uh, defining mm-hmm. things, sort of, you know, our scores don't define this. We talked about how much we love the, the soundtrack and how much you love Captain Clown as a character. Yeah,
2: um, this is um this is an episode that I will show friends who may not have seen a Batman episode ever for the yeah. first time because it's shorter than like a Feet of Clay or a Two-Face, mm-hmm. you know? And it's, everyone knows the Joker mm-hmm. and has fun with the Joker. And this episode, may, it's not very... Uh, it's not very heavy. Right. There's not a lot of detail to it, so it's yep. very much just throw them in, have, Simple have plot fun with it kind of thing.
1: Simple plot. Yep. Simple resolution at the end. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah. I'd say, I'd say for the soundtrack alone, you're like, hey, what defines this from whatever else was happening on television at the time? Oh, you watched Spider Man, the animated series. Okay. Let me show you what the, a little bit of what was different about this and why people don't hold that as in quite as high regard as as the Batman animated series. Yeah. Absolutely. Soundtrack and, and voice acting, I think, can lend, lend to that. So I'd give it a, I'd give it a one thumb up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and uh, and
2: even though captain clown isn't like a mainstream comics character yet yes. <laughs> by any means <laughs> think he could always come back um right. he does appear as a downloadable character in the lego dc super villains right. game you can <laughs> you can get captain clown in the uh batman the main series dlc <laughs> oh
1: it's
2: oh tremendous somebody uh-huh. somewhere
1: was like I love Captain Con so much. I'm putting him yeah. in the game. Like I don't care if it like costs us the extra. Mi- for that, right. And I love that. I don't That's care why how much- about
2: the pack? Yes. <laughs> I wanted to play as Captain Clown. That's Right. Tremendous. It's
1: like yeah, sure, Batman, and Phantasm and whoever else makes it in there. Fine. But like <laughs> fine. Fine. <laughs> somebody was like whatever have to do captain clown. <laughs> you
0: have
1: to yes. and i love it <laughs> cap the captain has been been robbed of being made into plastic form for too long we need, oh, no. we need mcfarlane to pick up the batman the yeah. and give us a captain clown figure awesome. we- they
2: could they gave us those additional uh no. they just continue the line, you know they could do more keep the line going let's go let's Fingers get a captain crossed. clown all I, want, right. I want more adventures you. Give me Talon. Give me Hush. Give me Flashpoint Batman. Give me all the ones we you told me already.
1: Adventures <laughs> uh, continue. I think there's a way to do a Mister Wing Captain Clown like buddy cop.
2: Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: one of them talks. <laughs> That's but a, we can figure something out. Like just, could just, Captain Clown could just like drive the car and like he's make a getaway driver. Like look and like, <laughs> and like put his head to the side <laughs> and like getaway drive. Yeah, but
2: Mr. Wing can fly. I don't know why they need a getaway car. Oh, good, good, hmm. good point. Well, wow. <laughs> maybe he Mr. Wing is flying and he's got his talon feet on the, on the shoulders of Captain Clown and they're just flying <laughs> <laughs> off into the sky together.
1: Oh oh, <laughs> oh, tremendous. Man. Just. just ideas were given away for free i know there's
2: definitely something about a captain and his earning his wings you know what i mean (laughs) yes there's something there thematically To, to explore. Basically just done like a six-issue
1: arc. <laughs> <laughs> Call us DC Comics. You know where oh to find us. All right. Well, that will begin to wrap up the episode. Ted, thank you so much for joining us. Um, Thanks again
2: for having me. it Was no, so much fun.
1: This I I can't believe this uh this however long this, this has been flew by. Uh, we we're so glad to finally have you on the program. Yeah, we'll talk-
2: you've spent 229 episodes without me.
1: I don't know how we did it. I don't know how we did it. Uh, but this certainly will not be the last time. We'll have you on again in the future. We are already looking forward to that. Uh, before we uh, before we let you go, though, we'll give you opportunity as we did James last week. You pro- might be plugging the same stuff, but that's okay. We'll be pl- listener, like I
2: overlap. Yeah. overlap. Plug
1: it away. So plug everything uh, that uh, that you have to plug.
2: So first of all, you can find me specifically at tedkindrick.com. That's where I got all my all my creative endeavors listed. I do short films. I'm writing. Uh, I've got comic book stuff I want to do. Um, obviously, the Watchtower database is a big thing, too. I'm always working on new video essays for that. This year, um, after Zeta Month um, is wrapping up in November, I think I'm going to be able to squeeze one Christmas related video in uh, before Ooh, the year's love over. That. Yeah, about Paul Dini's Jingle Bell character. Okay. Um, so that's something to look for. She's kind of like a similar Madcap Harley Quinn style character, but she's Santa's daughter um and so not a lot of people have read those comics and i'm looking forward to to talking about them
1: that's awesome yeah
2: so that's what's coming up for me that's my next like major watch our database video probably
1: and if you're if you're a listener here uh to to uh to the dcau review and you are heavy on the comic nerd side ted we know that you are the you're like the comic book expert
2: i have read so many comics uh (laughs) like when i was um i started collecting comics in 2003 So, about and I've always been a DC person, so it was like Identity Crisis was was in the middle of, and so I got to collect as Infinite Crisis was ramping up, Mm -hmm. uh, into Final Crisis, into Blackest Night, into the new 52. Mm. I've been there, (laughs) all that stuff, yeah, a lot of
1: parallels, yeah, uh, to our. uh... comic fandom especially when it's nice. like blackest night absolutely yeah
2: i love some jeff johns Graham morrison scott snyder i've I, I, at this point i'm definitely like following writers mm-hmm. in terms of what i'm reading and artists absolutely. Too, yeah, so.
0: absolutely
1: absolutely well thank you ted for being on the program um again we're we're so glad to have you on and uh, we can't wait to have you on next time but uh, thanks for taking some time today and uh thanks for joining us
2: thanks again thanks, yay
1: ted. all right thanks Ted. Man, Liam, how fun was that? Absolutely. Um, We uh, we talked a little bit off the air with Ted, and uh, Ted's just really cut from the same cloth uh, as far as like our style. Like when we became fans of this stuff, our the comic book side of this compared to the animation side of everything, just a lot a lot of similarities there. We we uh, we got along from kind of the the first first second we ever spoke to each other. So uh, it was great to finally have ted on the show and that will certainly not be the last time uh if, if he'll uh, if he'll agree to come back which i think he will uh, it will certainly not be the last time we have ted on the show absolutely don't forget uh check them out at dcau watchtower on their socials and stuff like that head over to youtube and check out the watchtower database Liam, you can also support us at DCAU Review, both on Twitter and Instagram. If you would like to join the conversation, let us know what you think about this episode, The Last Laugh. Let us know if you feel like our scores were way off, if you agree with us or not. You can also uh, support us by subscribing to this podcast. You can do so on YouTube at youtube.com slash the pod tower. Also head over to your favorite podcast app. If you listen to us there, we are definitely there. You can subscribe to us. And if it allows you to leave a five-star review, you can do just that. That helps us out. If your podcast app lets you leave a little paragraph telling people what you like, do go ahead and do that. That helps us out as well. In addition to that, you can support the podcast by using the link at the bottom of our Anchor site. It's anchor.fm dcau review you can support us directly that way if you want to support us monetarily uh, or you can also head over to DCAUReview.com and check out the store tab and get yourself a piece of merchandise uh, the aforementioned mr wing is featured a couple of times uh, on some some funny things there so check that out liam we are going to be continuing here in the month of october celebrating batman the Aniver- uh, batman the animated series 30th anniversary looking back at a few of these episodes that we covered very early on and uh, i think it's time we complete the trifecta don't you we we had james on week one we had ted on uh, week two and next week there's only one member of the watchtower database left at this point that's right and we will in fact be joined by maddie next week talking about Uh, maybe, again, when we talk about the most iconic episodes of the series for one reason or the other, this one for a very specific reason, of course, we will be talking about the uh, the legendary Beware the Grey Ghost. Man, another one of those episodes that just lives in people's minds that they automatically uh, associate with Batman the animated series. So many memorable lines, music. uh, I can't wait to chat this up with Manny from Watchtower Database next week absolutely but until then I'm Cal and I'm Liam and we'll talk to you on the next episode of the DCAU Review bye bye